0: Hey, friends, welcome to Motherhood in Hollywood, episode 104. Whoa. My guest today is Carolyn Newman. She is the vice president for scripted programming at Entertainment One. And we are going to talk about streaming content and the rise in demand for female driven shows. Let's do it. Hello, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers, it's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts, here's Heather! What's up, everybody? This is episode 104. I think I already said that, but we're going to say it again. Um, I'm really excited for this one, you guys. One of the things that's fascinated me the most about um, the entertainment industry, and honestly, since I started Motherhood in Hollywood, is the decision makers and the decision-making process in television shows. Like, Who decides what goes on the air, what TV shows get made, and... uh, where those ideas come from and where they're found and learning kind of going through the steps and like learning more about the process. It kind of led me to the development side of television shows and and TV and film even. And there are very powerful people who have positions where their sole job is to seek out unique and creative ideas Um, I mean, ideally, hopefully they're unique and creative, but their whole goal is to seek out content for development in TV shows. And uh, I have really enjoyed getting to learn more about that side of the television industry and film industry. And my guest today is such a wonderful example of um, the hustle and the hard work that goes into creating television show, television shows. Um, It's Carolyn Newman. She is the vice president for scripted programming at Entertainment One. She used to work uh, at Amazon in the development area as well for their scripted content. And she's also a mom of two. And she has a wonderful, very relatable um, perspective on what it's like to be a powerful executive, a high ranking executive where you're constantly in meetings, you have, you know, your email box, inbox is flooded. Um, and there's a lot of pressure on the line for her job to create a good show and to have a show that, you know, people will watch. And then also try to find time to spend with your family. You know, you ultimately end up just sort of scheduling it in like you would any other part of your life. So this is um, really interesting t- for me to hear her perspective on how she manages to to balance those two things in her life but also I love hearing how she she talks about her desire to do more female driven shows I know there's been a big push lately a lot of people in the industry are saying we need more women in front of and behind the camera and Carolyn is one of those people that helps make those decisions and pushes women's stories to the forefront and I think you're really going to enjoy what she has to say um, about how she does that and how those decisions are made. So that's my interview with Carolyn. Um, really quickly, I want to say thank you to some new followers over on Twitter at Heather Brooker, a uh, real life actor, uh, at right living at, uh, Tanya Planer and also at, um, Bryn Madison, Thank you guys so much for finding me on Twitter. If you haven't followed me yet on Instagram, please do that motherhood in Hollywood. That's where I post a lot of stuff about what Channing and I are up to. And sometimes Chris, sometimes I throw him in there too. Um, that's where I post a lot of what's happening in our world and also Facebook. I've been doing a lot more Facebook lives. So if you guys want to interact with me there, I'd appreciate it. Take a second to subscribe to motherhood in Hollywood. If you don't already click subscribe, you will not regret it. Or maybe you will. I don't know. I don't care. Just do it. Uh, Oh my gosh, you guys, I got just got really angry. I got really violent. Um uh so uh what's happening this week? Oh, the 4th of July is next week and my mom is coming into town. So this will be a lot of fun. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to try to do some vacationy stuff. I'm um Channing is out of school, so we're going to have a lot of uh family time and I'm really looking forward to that. So, and um oh, I'm also going to a special screening this week of Valerian um, I don't know much about it, so I'm really curious to find out. It's sci fi, I know that, which I'm totally jazzed about. And uh, then down the road, you guys is Comic Con. Yes. Is anybody going? Are you guys excited? I'm excited. Uh, So that's it. All right, that's it for my mommy monologue. I'm going to now let you guys listen to this amazing interview from Carolyn Newman. And uh, I'd love to hear what you guys have to think about the future of streaming content and also uh, more female driven shows. you canadian nice yeah canadians are taking over the entertainment world that's what we try we're like
1: we're we're like quieter than you know the russians
0: yeah we we come in (laughs) systematically through culture you do um i want to talk to you a little bit about that like so you got your start in canada was um scripted television developing tv something you always wanted to do or did you sort of find a, a path here
1: I have always been a storyteller since I was really little. I mean, whether it was like coming up with really good lies to tell my mother because I, you know, didn't want to get in trouble, <laughs> which yeah. is always it's a good basis, yeah. you know, for a yeah. storyteller or like being picked on um, as a young kid. You know, I was a little bit um, I was a bigger kid. And so I would come up with these stories to kind of make myself feel better. But I kind of love telling stories like I realized I, I'm a good storyteller. And so, I my mother channeled me into store into into storytelling, and I did well in English, obviously, in mm-hmm. history, and I, I just I got like 90s in those subjects, and so, um, or A's, and and so, I, I guess like my mother knew my strengths, and she pushed me into that world, and I really loved it. So, like um, journalism
0: and that sort of thing, was kind of where you started, or was yeah, it more no, writing?
1: No, no, I started in um, in journalism. So I I I, was, I I wanted to be Christiane Amanpour oh, in the Middle yes. East yeah. um, when the Gulf War came out. I think yes. I was I was ten or something. But I saw you know, it's interesting strong women to me growing up were Murphy Brown. Oh my
0: God, I love that you said that. Murphy Brown.
1: And then I saw her being like this woman who was powerful in her own right. Yes. And I was like, I want to be like
0: that. And she just was like, no holds barred, tell it like it is. And it was on like a major network, so everybody saw it. Everyone saw it. It. And she had a kid,
1: but she didn't have a husband. But I was like, that's cool. (laughs) And because I was like 10 or 11 or whatever. And I was just like, wow. Like she... Powerful and she's a power and she's a journalist. What does that mean? And then I saw Christiane Amanpour, which yes. here was this strong woman, you know, on in, the front, on line. the front line. Mm-hmm. And I asked the question, who else was, who else was like that? Not many. So really, for me, women were powerful through journalism. That was like in storytelling. And that was like the first, if I think about it, as of being like, you know, Shira, Princess of Power, which unfortunately I would love to become one day, but I don't (laughs) see that. If only. If only as a good, as like the vocation of choice. Um, I was kind of getting this positive reinforcement of strong women through actually, you know, a journalist and and what they were doing. And Mm -hmm. even when you go back and you look at some of our strongest women have been journalists. Yeah. Um, and telling story and and in writing. Yeah, Barbara Walters. Yeah, and, like, Gloria, Steinem Gloria Steinem had, you know, yeah. had her magazine. Mm-hmm. And even going back to like Charlotte Bronte. Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, women have always really, um, and it's funny enough, we were doing something on Nellie Bly, who was like one of the first undercover um, female reporters, oh, wow. which is really cool. And like somewhat of a very unknown story. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's very exciting is that Uh, there's this long lineage of storytellers being really powerful women and women being very powerful storytellers. So that for me is what kind of like throttled me into this entire thing if I'm actually kind of like deconstructing. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I got into the real world of journalism and I realized that a minute 30 or two minutes for me wasn't long enough to tell something um and i in 60 minutes is, there's only 160 minutes mm-hmm. so i um segued into long form narrative and scripted um outside of that but it always came from this feeling of of i want to tell something a story that makes people feel something
0: did you start by writing your own shows or like how did you start dipping your toe in the water in that way
1: um well, from journalism, I went into creating this, it's actually kind of crazy, I this is back like in 2000, so before we had really cell phones and there wasn't even a Blackberry yet. Right. I came up with this idea with a friend that, um, it was very non-linear, that um, kids, teenagers, and this is pre-YouTube, mm-hmm. um, um, could tell their own stories. And they could do that online and they could video and they could upload. And what if you just had a brand Barker, which was a TV show, but then you could have like radio and online and, you know, all these different, um, brand b- other ways of communicating right. and you could tie it all together in one kind of system or, you know, one kind of universe network or world or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, and, and we came up with this idea and we ended up getting like funding for it. Oh, wow. and it went on and it ended up becoming a TV show on CBC and cool. then um, it never came to be the way that it should have I also think Canada is not as progressive in some way. like that's the amazing thing about America yeah.
0: there's a lot of risk taking Canada not as much not and- as much listen we watch The Odd Squad and oh. I know that film's in Canada <laughs> they're taking some risks on that show <laughs>
1: That is true. That is true. But anyway, so my <laughs> thing really started from coming up with an innovative idea. And if you ask me, I think two young women who were 20-something in that world, it was very challenging yeah. um, to be taken as seriously. Because for sure, if I had been, you know, I'd been, I wonder if I had been a man. If I'd it would have be, been a
0: different experience. I, I
1: wonder. I saw, I think that. Because it was definitely ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. And it was smart. And the idea was that the advertising, you people would buy advertising packages, so like games. And that the game would be like Pepsi would bring you like through you know, would be a game that you would play and then it would so it could go throughout all the ecosystem. Oh wow. So it was really like this cool idea for a twenty year old, you yeah, know. And yeah. so it had a lot of but it was really hard to get to sell it and to, pitch it. To sell it and pitch it to get it to the place that it needed to in terms yeah. of funding and getting people to be like, wow, that that you know, um she could be Mark Zuckerberg. Um, yeah. Not to say that I am Mark Zuckerberg, because <laughs> I think that is coding. But Let's is, just go
0: ahead and say that now. No. <laughs> Let's just say
1: that. No, but, but I mean, so anyway, so that segway, segued me into this idea of like, wow, like if I can do that, what else can I do? And wow, well, and what I, else can I create? What else can I create? Mm-hmm. And so I started doing unscripted, but lifestyle programming just to make ends meet, mm-hmm. um, like for HDTV and, and other things like that. And yeah. then I... Um, um, got into... And then I was like, I feel like I want to challenge myself even more in on my off time. Um, so I did uh, two shorts that both went into... One was nominated for... Um, like the Canadian equivalent of Academy Award and the other one went around both were in the Toronto International Film Festival in Palm Springs and what have you that's amazing it's really cool yeah Yeah. and then I was like
0: hey I really like this yeah I was gonna say maybe that kind of bolstered you a little bit to go oh this is maybe more the direction I want to go in it it was
1: that and then I produced a play with Woody Harrelson um, in Toronto Um, uh, Matt and Ben oh when yeah 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 it, uh, no sorry Madden Men was one another thing sorry uh, oh, okay. this is our youth that was like another play <laughs> we did it was this is our youth so I produced a play with Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. and it was this is our youth um uh written by Kenny Lonergan and Woody directed and it was with, uh, under this banner of like all these young producers who were doing something cool and I was a part of that and it was called Mac Ideas and uh and then I was just like wow this is super fun. So I got decided to get. In, I really put everything I had into scripted, and I ended up getting a job um, as a dev- head of uh, manager of development for a production company in Canada, and that kind of set
0: me off on my path. On your path, that's incredible, and it all started from a desire to tell stories and to um, create something. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, um, I want to talk a little bit about your time at Amazon because sure. Amazon is, to me, sort of kind of came up out of nowhere in terms of like their scripted shows and their content. It was like what I can watch shows on Amazon now. Um, w- what was your role there and what did you how did you help develop their scripted um, content?
1: So I was an um, executive um, in development mm-hmm. under um, in the drama side and it was really cool because when it first started there was like 20 people. Yeah. I was like one of 20, maybe 30. And now yeah. it must be like, I, I don't know, it must be over like five, four 400, I mean, it's yeah. huge. It's grown exponentially. It's am- crazy. So we would all just sit in a room and it would be like 20 of us in Seattle, you know, live conferencing in. And you'd be like, hey, this feels like it's just a small team. And, yeah. you know, you, you knew. You, I mean, I know they had the idea that it would really, really grow, but it yeah. was really interesting to start when it would see it like really a grow. Yeah. small place. Um, so my job was essentially to... Um, Buy projects for development purposes mm-hmm. um, that w- I thought would be um, a good, an interesting thing for for Amazon and its platform, and then manage that through development, um, hopefully, and when successfully, to pilot and then to series.
0: Did I see that you um, had a part or had a hand in hand of God? did I had a small part on that show and I'm very I'm very glad that you developed it so. thank you, thank you. that one <laughs> was interesting that one
1: well, I was already in existence um but by the mm-hmm. time I came I, I it just finished its pilot oh nice and I was put on as as a, an executive on it
0: yeah yeah um I yeah I was very excited to be on that show and I have really been fascinated with how much streaming content has expanded it seems like there's now so many outlets and so many options that it's too much. Do you find that to be the case? Like or when you're buying up something or, or looking to develop something, is it like, well, do we need this? Or you know, are you finding that you're being more picky?
1: I just it's really funny. I just go for the story I wanna tell. Hmm. It always resonates with that. I don't even like you kind of understand needs, but I think also if you chase too many needs at the same time, you're chasing something that's already ahead of you. Like if someone's already telling you it that they need it, you don't have it, you're probably already behind. The already behind. So you kind of just have to look at it, just for voices that really resonate with you. And obviously, having some market knowledge is super important. But, but I just kind of like let it get really quiet in my head, and you know, so something like Handmaid's Tale is amazing. Amazing. But if you you couldn't chase that, they didn't yeah. know. I mean, you you just had to kind of. I'm sure those executives realized that that there was something really great in that and And um, timing is everything too. Right. I mean, had Hillary Clinton won. Yeah. What it, would you know, yeah, I think it would else.
0: have been a good show and people would have liked it. I don't think it would have been as, as as emotional as emotional and like you know resonate with quite so many people
1: right. but but again, it's just a great story. so that resonates and someone mm-hmm. it really resonated. So for me, I find try and find things and this is why I tell people. It's like if I don't wake up in the middle of the night wanting to get it done, I'm not the right person for you okay. I mean, and that's always been that I don't um I have to drive, it, it has to I have to really want it um, because I think it's so much energy the odds are so low like the odds of getting something made
0: are almost negligible and it's funny because I hear people say that but I feel like there's so much stuff being made but then I guess if you're looking at it from the perspective of how much stuff is being pitched and written then it's like oh well so much didn't get made yeah you
1: never hear about the things that don't get made. right right right. Exactly. you only hear of it and there is a lot getting made but I think um but again I think uh, not enough directed towards me Yeah. So as a female viewer, I still find myself really lacking um, for a substantial narrative that kind of speaks to my interests. So even with all these things getting out there, I still think there's a huge hole for me, I mean, besides Handmaid's Tale or, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, a few other things out there that speak to, you know, women um, who aren't, that is not necessarily a network driven show.
0: Right. Here at Entertainment One, you are Vice President yeah. of Development. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, do you, how first of all, how do you find your? shows how do you find something that may pique your interest and also do you find that when people find out what you do they go hey I got an idea I want to tell you does that happen a lot uh
1: well first question um being it does but first question being how do I find stuff I usually find all my favorite things I find are, are usually intellectual property like books like
0: books a lot of books in stories. this particular
1: job um mm-hmm. not all like, not exclusively mm-hmm. but like I would say 80 percent or is a book I've read and I just fall in love with it and I can't and it stays with me and I start obsessing over it and then I get kind of really nervous there's this point where I'm like oh my god it's gonna be taken it's gonna be taken and then it's not taken I'm like yes yes it's not taken um so I, and, and so, you know, and then I start putting it together and I find producers and I find writers and I find directors or oh, talents. Um, so it's like
0: that. So it's not necessarily the traditional pitch uh, session where you have like an established writer or producer that comes into you and pitches.
1: Not here because mm-hmm. I, you know, as the industry changes, I think a lot of um, places don't really need independent um, production companies. And, mm-hmm. you know, there has to be a very specific reason. Sure. And it's not to say that we don't get pitches. We do. But the things that... I think are usually I, I you know, maybe it's a control thing as well. I, you I like to I, find your own. I like to find it. Yeah, I do. Yes. But I also like to, I mean, obviously I've heard great things come in our door and I've loved that um equally too. I mean, there was something that came in um not too long ago and it was these two young writers and they wrote this crazy great script that's like nineteen thirties, LA noir, kind of like LA confidential but told through a female protagonist perspective. Oh, fun. And I was like, you know, the script just was stellar. So, um, I went after it pretty hard. So, you, you it can come from anywhere, yeah, and we got it. Um, but it's awesome, it's awesome. Hopefully, we can sell it, but uh, it's awesome, it's great, it's really exciting.
0: We're gonna get back to the interview with Carolyn in just a second, but first, I want to tell you guys about Nudu. Nudu is a luxury skincare line. If you have been looking for a chemical free way, to get that youthful glow back and really clean your skin, you have to check out Nudu. Their natural beauty system is a three-step process. Cleanse to purify, tone to balance, and moisturize to get that gorgeous glow. And since I'm in Hollywood, you guys know I got to have the glow. Go right now to motherhoodinhollywood.com. Click on the Nudu image and that will take you right to their website where you can uh, check out their three-step uh, natural beauty system and make sure you type in the code Hollywood at checkout and you'll get 20% off your order. And that is such a great savings. You guys go right now, motherhoodandhollywood.com. Click on the new do image and that will take you right to the new do website where you can start creating a new you. Are you seeing more of an uptick in female led or female driven shows that are kind of Landing in front of you or um, content that's kind of coming your way or you do you still feel like we need to do more?
1: I think we need to do more. Yeah. I think um, I think we need to do a lot more. I don't think if you look at like how many stories not so much in broadcast because I think they do have really you know networks do a good um, really really do a good job of servicing but um, Female audiences that way, in particular ABC, obviously, mm-hmm. but but that's a specific kind of narrative. Right. And I think when you go more into the cable space, um, I think we can. So, I mean, where's romantic thrillers? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Where are you know? I I think catastrophe is a great double hander. Yeah. I think Fleabag shows. You know, we're working um, with Phoebe, but you know, I think Fleabag shows that. Um. um you can have a great female complicated protagonist. And, and, you know, so, so I, it's out there, but I think we can be doing, you know, much more, much more.
0: Um, is there anything you found what have you found recently I read that you're working on something with Amy Adams and that show is going and is it filming right now or is yeah. it wrapped
1: yeah no so this? that's filming mm-hmm. right okay. now um, Amy Adams is starring and speaking of a great female complicated yeah. but when I right. say female led it can be absolutely complicated yeah you know because
0: I, most women are complicated uh, uh, you know? every
1: person yeah. is complicated yeah. and it, those who don't are the, say otherwise are the most are the most complicated yeah so we have it's called Sharp Objects um, it's Amy Adams Adams is starring in it, and um, Jean-Marc Vallée is directing. Um, who just did uh, *Big Little Lies*, yeah. and uh, Gillian Flynn is um, writing, who has who was uh, who wrote the book *Sharp Objects*. And Marty Knoxen is the showrunner, um, and she is has been on *Unreal* as mm-hmm. well as like I think *Crazy Ex-Girlfriend*. I want to say I, definitely *Unreal*. She was the showrunner on *Unreal*, so um, it's actually really exciting. It's a lot of women. Doing and, and one fantastic male doing yeah. um, a really interesting um, piece, but with a female story.
0: I was reading about that and I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think it's fascinating to me to see more movie actors, you know, big celebrity, big Hollywood stars doing television because they find it to be more interesting and there's more. Um, more options for f- interesting female characters in TV, even though there could still be more than there is in film. Cause it's not like you, you don't see a whole lot of really in-depth characters and, you know, um, in film lately, it seems like it's all superhero, superhero, superhero. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not mad about that. I yeah. like a good, I like a good, uh, wonder woman, you know, wonder woman being the exception, you know, but, um, I think film can certainly do more.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, again, I, Think about um, where, you know, unfortunately for a long time, cable was mostly driven by this idea that men, only men were watching cable TV. Right, right. So I think a lot of the programming has been geared towards mostly male viewers. And there is also this idea that um, women will always watch male programming, but men won't watch female programming, which I still don't, I think it depends. But that's, you know, there is that kind of idea out there. I don't know if that's necessarily true Mm -hmm. i think um um it just depends on the story Mm -hmm. um and ultimately so yeah we haven't really i think now we're starting to see a little bit of a turn. but in terms of movies i mean i don't it's really interesting like i can't remember the last time i woke up and thought hey i gotta except for wonder woman Mm -hmm. um which i took my sons to yeah which is really cool but although their universe is so different than ours so i kind of not try not bring my prejudice to it sure but um, because they just wake up and, you know, they've had Barack Obama mm-hmm. was their only idea of a president they ever had. Let's forget about this person. Right, right. right. But, <laughs> but, you know, Barack Obama is an African-American man mm-hmm. who, who, was, who has been their president for most of their, for almost all of their lives until mm-hmm. recently. So their experiences, thank goodness, is of, of, of you know, racism or, or um, chauvinism is limited because their yeah. mom is a hard worker you know it is not to say that mothers who stay at home are not hard workers but but just saying that in terms of traditional gender stereotypes Mm -hmm. um they have a mom who's going to work and they have a dad you know every day in an executive job and their dad is a more flexible job Mm -hmm. so they you know when they watch wonder woman they're just kind of like okay you know like like like, uh, great but it's not you know so i you know then we have to talk about like but there's been... This is really exciting. Like, give context.
0: Here's why everybody is so excited about this movie. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. But, but they don't understand it. So, you know, in a way, it's really interesting that that you want to kind of also be like, you're right. You know, keep living in your world. You're right. Because, right. you know you're you what you're seeing is hopefully another is hopefully what it will be like yeah it's just a next step and hopefully we can keep it stepping forward not backwards that's the real question in this day Um,
0: I want to talk to you about your busy schedule and also being a mom how old are your boys nine and six nine and six um I, I imagine that because you are working on deals and you're reading and you're having meetings and stuff like that that it's probably long hours um how, did, how do you manage your day-to-day life with your kids, especially when they were younger? Like, what was that like for you?
1: Um, you know, you have to carve out
0: time. Um, and I'm not
1: very good. You know, you have to really try to protect um, any time you have with your kids. So for me, when they were really little, my job also didn't – like, my job as it is today is not what it was when, I was, when they were little – Um, I was a producer, an executive producer, so I was on shows, but in fact, my job had a lot of flexibility because I might be on set for a while, but then when I was at home, I could kind of do pick up from school. Like it had a little bit more of hyper, hyper intensity. So it was really, really high Mm -hmm. levels and then quieter levels, depending if if you're not in production. Yeah. Um, it's just more development and you can play more with your day. So that one had a lot more flexibility, but it was when I came here, um, for Amazon, that was when it really started to, um, pick up in terms of like, how do I really juggle this? Like being a a true executive, um, with those kinds of hours. And it was, it's challenging. I mean, you can't do every dinner. You can't do every breakfast. And it's funny. I was just talking to, um, my assistant today and I was like, and we were looking at my week and I was like, I can't have like three, 6 30 drinks this week because i'm going to london next week yeah. so i have to be home by six at some point yeah i have to and i can't you know so um we had to like redo the schedule because it, so it is that balance it's, yeah um and yeah i get it a lot from my kids they are not happy that i can't pick them up from school and how do you feel about that conflicted
0: yeah it's hard
1: because you it, there's you want you know you don't want them to think that they don't you don't matter so you just really work hard on the weekends like i don't mm-hmm. have a, much of a social life mm-hmm. i'm literally either working or going out for work purposes yeah. or i'm you know with them and and i've learned i have like during the weekends i put away my phone i literally will put it in like a different room and i won't take it out is that hard yeah but i but <laughs> i have to be present and the minute i start um going on a device, I'm not present. And so I just really have had to like force it away. And it, you know, for myself, I have to divorce myself from it. And, and I'm, if I'm with my husband, I know someone can always reach him mm-hmm. if it's an emergency. And there's nothing I think I'm doing that is so important that for six hours, I cannot be reached. I'm not a heart surgeon.
0: Yeah. There is that sort of feeling in Hollywood and in entertainment where I would imagine at your level too, like you have to be by your phone. You have to be returning emails. You have to be working on your deals and that sort of thing. But you also, like you said, want to be present with your family. Um, And I can see how that would be conflicting and challenging. What kinds of um, day-to-day things do you find have been the most helpful to you? Do you have a nanny? Do you have a helper? Um, Do you schedule like, like you said, like just family time?
1: Yeah, I mean, we have a nanny, Mm -hmm. um although uh, we're getting a new nanny, but we have a nanny. We have someone who usually helps us mm-hmm. and, you know, will help with, you know, the buying of groceries and it's just about being organized. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, we make a list and then give money and then someone's buying groceries, someone's going to help, you know, she'll help make dinners available so that when I walk in the door, it's not like I have to go do that. I can just be like doing homework or being present or right. doing something fun. Right. Um, which, so that's like a management system, certainly. And then in terms of just making time i i you know i try my best to make sure i'm there for their school functions like that goes without saying and mm-hmm. i plan it in you know and in advance but sometimes i'm not i mean i missed i had to go to texas for the atx conference cuz i was speaking and i missed the last day of school and mm-hmm. you know so there's there's your it's, it's my husband was there someone's mm-hmm. there yeah 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 but um you know it's a juggling act i i you know did I ha- Could I have said no? Maybe. But like it was important to me. So it is kind of like then I got home. But the difference is like everyone stayed at ATX till Sunday, even the, if even if they weren't speaking. Right. And I got a plane and I was on by like I was up and out and on a plane by 9 a.m. and back home by 930 a.m. because of the time. Change. Right. So right. like they didn't have a weekend without me. So yeah. it's not. So you're you know, that's how I work. You yeah. know, it's like as soon as I'm done, I'm done and I'm getting home.
0: Um, I'm so impressed with that. Like, it's just, I can't imagine that kind of, um, stress and the like serious power juggling that, um, you have to do. And I also know that it would probably be very hard to miss stuff, but that desire to want to succeed in your career is so strong that it's like, that's, you know, that's the, the struggle with working moms. You, you want to do well in your job and you have to, to pay the bills and you know, all that stuff, but you also want to spend time with your family.
1: Yeah, you have to really like make time. And so, you know, one thing about E1 that they've been great about is that, you know, they always, like, I don't, I think at a certain point, um, they realize that an executive at a certain level, hopefully, that I'm pretty much a self starter. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I need to be followed up on. I get things done, but sometimes in my own hours. Right. Um. So if I leave at whatever time, if I want to get home for six and I leave at five or five 30 or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which would be considered early, it doesn't mean I'm not going to be working again once I go to bed at nine. Right. I just, you know, it's just about being there and being present when you're there. So that's something I've had to work on and I think I'm finally getting better at it. Do you um, do
0: social media or do you kind of avoid the social media?
1: I do. Cause I, I you know, it's funny thing is it's I
0: do like one more thing on your plate.
1: Right. Well, my social media is more like Instagram and just but, I, but it also is a connection to yeah. my friends. Yeah. who I don't see,
0: yeah. you know,
1: especially coming from Canada. So I can still – Facebook, which is much bigger in Canada, oddly enough. Than like, oh, that's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Like Facebook, everyone uses Facebook in Canada and not so much Instagram. Oh, but here, everyone, everyone uses does it. Instagram. So you kind yeah. of have to look back and forth. But, for, but my connection to my friends is like, you know, to see what they're doing when we can't – you know, when it's hard to get a phone call in is through Facebook. Yeah. So I can't – you know, which is important. So I just – you know, if they're watching, so if the kids are watching TV and just sitting there, sometimes I'll be either reading scripts or, I do use my time wisely, but every time, like, there's no, like, I, it's, it's actually really funny. I get, I feel guilty for even watching CNN. <laughs> what? No. Well, because it's like, but is it constructive?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, what can I, what can I glean I from this? I'm
1: like, what am I, and it's like such a time suck it is. so like yeah. especially right now you can get so lost in it yes so i kind of like have had to have like a CN- No, watching cnn band because in my head because i'm like it's just not constructive like well, i do cannot have- i am not the fbi <laughs> <laughs> <That's
0: true. laughs> like even though i think
1: i'm gonna watch did you something. watch the comey
0: the comey uh try almost said trial well, the comey you know, I'm uh, testimonies yeah. i'm
1: like yeah i mean i couldn't help myself being a journalist too i mean that's also part of it is you're watching that going sure yeah i'm like Gosh, but the quite interesting, I mean, I know we're doing like totally off subject, mm-hmm. is that no one's asked one question, which I find really interesting, which is why did the Russians want to um, help Trump?
0: Yeah. No one's, why? What could they gain from it? What
1: was the gain in helping him? Mm-hmm. Um, and so aggressively. Yeah. Rather than just throw it all up in the air. Like, but why only one party? Why only, like, why? And I haven't heard a lot. I mean, I I keep listening for it. Yeah, yeah. But no one's asked that, like, I haven't heard a lot of that very specific question being asked.
0: I feel like there are journalists right now who are probably working on that very question, but they don't have enough solid information yeah. yet to come out. Cause I think there's some pretty smart journalists out there and reporters sure. who are still digging, who are digging. And before they come out with any accusations or any claims, they probably want to make sure they got all their ducks in a row because I feel like people don't want him to be able to weasel but here's, out of it.
1: But even during the testimony mm-hmm. with James Comey, yeah, you could ask, he may not have answered, mm-hmm. but he it could have been asked. It was said, did the Russians interfere? Yes why would they but no one asked the question no asked why why yeah and what did, would they have to gain by putting Trump over Hillary yeah and and then he could say I have to I because this is confidential mm-hmm. but like even just to ask the question yeah like it just feels like it's the question it's the
0: elephant in the room question Maybe no one's they, just asking it maybe they feel like only the Russians can answer that you know oh come- i know
1: <laughs> or maybe that's true but i think it's like yeah. but but these are smart people mm-hmm. these are i mean i mean i'm sure he can he could he could have his uh, you know a theory someone could have a theory that's that's just it's just interesting
0: so i feel like this is one of those subjects that probably keeps you up at night that you think about are you developing any sort of political show <laughs> <laughs> that you can talk about we have um <laughs> has I'm this the, bled over into your work uh at all? It,
1: not overly funny enough. Um, well, it has in, in a bigger sense that, like, I'm even more driven than ever to do female narrative that is complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, but that's just more of, like, you know, the, the, essentially the man in, in chief, the chief of America, the president of America, you know, is a groper, you know, know. And, and, like, thinks it's okay to abuse yeah. women. Yeah. And, like, he is the authority, mm-hmm. is a very... Weird, mm-hmm. you know, thing. I was watching The Accused the other night. Oh. And I was thinking. The Jodie Foster movie? Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking, um, and then maybe start looking at like statistics on rape. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if it had gone up this year. And America has like one of the large, and again, it's reported. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there's like many countries out there that don't report. That don't report, yeah. But like, comparatively between Canada and the US, and if, even if you took away, um, um, just how many more people are in America, it's like astronomically higher. Astronomically high. higher, yeah.
0: Astronomically. Mm-hmm. And the question is why. Yeah.
1: So, I don't know. Yes. So, yes, it's bleeding. There may bleeding. be
0: something there. There may be a nugget there. Yeah, so
1: I'm definitely, you know, and his election made me kind of definitely think more about, um, about that area and, and what it means and how women are um, the power struggle between women and men um not only in the workplace obviously but within like domestic situations within mm-hmm. within physical situations you know how we're, we're still battling it out um, so yeah it's definitely something I'm thinking about it's not necessarily political like yeah. I have a political show although I do have one but it's, de- it's, it's not you know it, it's um, it's not necessarily um, Trump-ish it's just more um, but it kind of looks at a time and place in American politics where um, what does good mean um, so that's something we're working on. What does it mean yeah. to do good? Yeah. Um, Oh, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting.
0: I don't know when you rest or find time, any sort of downtime, but I hope that you do get vacation time. Some At some point you sound like you are so busy, but in a, in such a good way, because what I love to hear is that you're passionate about your work and, um, what you're doing is so great. And also finding the time to balance it with motherhood. So that's amazing.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you for taking the time to talk with me. I appreciate it. Oh,
1: no problem. Thank you for
0: having me. All right, everybody. I am going to put up a ton of information about Carolyn and about Entertainment One on motherhoodinhollywood.com. That's it for me. Have an amazing week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.